The indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of, from getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome. We've become a force to reckon with. Now, after years of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place we're sowing the seeds of a better way. A way with more ease, abundance, and flow. Get ready to learn about indie authorship from a whole new perspective. We're about to cover everything from releasing your poverty mentality to manifesting your millionaire author destiny. I'm Carissa Andrews, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. Here we are, the beginning of May 2023. I can't even like begin to fathom that concept because I'm just literally, as of the time of recording this podcast episode, <laughs> two weeks away from being on the road and heading to Idaho for the Idaho Writers Conference. And I'm really excited about that because there's so many cool opportunities for indie authors to learn to expand their business, expand their writing. Plus, there are some amazing speakers there. In addition to myself, there's going to be speakers like Claire Taylor, Becca Syme, Troy Lambert, and so many others. I mean, it's going to be a really incredible conference, and I'm looking forward to it. It's getting so close that I'll tell you I'm getting a little bit nervous now, and I'm having to remind myself I've got this, right? (laughs) But speaking of conferences, When I was at the 20 Books to 50K Vegas conference last year, one of the topics that continually came up was this idea of launching our books through Kickstarter. And now a couple of weeks ago, we talked with Jill Cooper as she and Mal were putting together their next edition, the third edition of their Help My Facebook Ads Suck campaign, which obviously was funded very quickly. And probably thanks to many of you, you guys went out there, you pledged and became a part of this incredible opportunity, right? And so now I'm talking with Martha Carr again. We spoke shortly after the 20 Books Vegas conference. We were talking about author mindset and how to get over and overcome, you know, adversity as an author. How like when things go weird, like you are diagnosed with something or someone you love dies or something happens and you need some extra support. Martha came on the show to talk about that because it was probably the most impactful speech that I had gone to at the 20 Books Vegas conference. I mean, she is an incredible speaker and she's gone through some really tough times as an indie author, as a woman, as a mother. So it was just a really cool conversation to have with her. And now, as we're coming into the new year, we talked briefly then about the fact that she is building her first Kickstarter for her first kind of like solo series that she's done. And it's in the process right now. So the Kickstarter for her Queen of the Flightless Dragon series. And I've obviously pledged to this one as well. I'm interested in how the Kickstarters are working and in specific how it's working for authors that I know, how authors are utilizing it in ways that we really haven't tapped into in the past. And so we're going to be talking with Martha this week about her Kickstarter, how she's put it together, how indie authors can think about using Kickstarter as a means of really launching their books bigger and better and in a way that is really a lot of fun. Like Jill and I talked about that last time when we were talking about their Kickstarter, about how it's just really a more fun and interesting way of launching books. And so it's becoming kind of the 
the launch process, the launch strategy of the future. And so it'll be interesting to see how this continues to transform as we move forward. Now, Jenny and I, my PA, we've had conversations about whether or not Kickstarter is the right thing to launch my new romance pen name, the rom-com pen name. And I personally want to give it a try because I think, why not, right? But there aren't very many rom-com authors utilizing the platform yet, which is really interesting to me. It's mostly, obviously, fantasy authors or nonfiction authors, which makes sense considering the Brandon Sanderson Uber launch last year, right? So it's interesting to see what authors in which genres are actually utilizing it. So it's an interesting debate. It's an interesting conversation to have. Indie authors have so much more opportunities than ever before when it comes to launching their books and to really getting their books into the hands of readers and doing it in a way that really resonates with what feels good to them, right? So I hope you enjoyed this podcast interview with Martha Carr and talking about her current Kickstarter campaign. So without further ado, let's get into it. Well, hi, Martha. Welcome back to the Author Revolution podcast. It's been a little while since you've been here, but not super long. And the last time we were talking, we, you had explained that you were kind of in this startup process of doing your very first Kickstarter. And I said that I obviously needed to bring you back when it was live. So here we are. Do you want to start off with, my, with telling my audience, I guess, a little bit about what Kickstarter is so that we can catch everyone up to speed before we really dive into everything that you've been working on? Sure. Yeah. And that is a great place to start. Uh, Kickstarter is uh, crowdsourcing, which means we all come together to support something we think we're going to love. And unlike other crowdsourcing sites, this one is only for new projects. So Kickstarter is also a lot of fun to cruise through because you can find things like I participated in one where it was a water bottle where you could rest your iPhone on it. And yeah, you can use it like when you're in the gym. And okay. Uh, right. And um, authors have found it. And so it has to be a brand new project. You can't bring something that's been out previously. So everything on there is brand new. And it's a great way for a totally unknown author to try something. And then it's great for someone like me who's maybe taking a turn in their career and wants to try something new. And unlike any other place you get a book, I can offer you more. Right, right. There's so many different like ways that you can incorporate fun things into a Kickstarter, yes. which is so different from other places. So it's Absolutely. really cool. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And and also too, I mean, it's really only limited by my imagination and my willingness to figure out how to do it. Yep. Yes. And this is my first Kickstarter ever. And it's um, on my own. I've been having to say this is me on my own. Uh, Michael Anderley, who's a big supporter, is not a part of this. So this is just me out there. So exciting. What, what have you been learning through this process? I mean, obviously the Kickstarter is live right now, but it's like, what has this process of building it and creating it and learning about how to do it been like? Uh, It's been so much fun. And for anybody who's thinking of doing this too, I see a lot of people doing a Kickstarter and only giving themselves a few weeks to put it together. And I'm so glad I didn't do this. I started in January and I made sure the book was done well in advance so I could get samples and do something really old school and more in the traditional line of things, I got reviews. And nice. I know. Yeah, Sorry. it's been a while since I've gotten a review where you kind of hold your breath and hope they liked it. 
But, <laughs> but the reviews came back and they were outstanding and they got the book completely. And so I could, it gave me the chance to use all of that. So like I could do this. This is the sample of the special edition. Wow. And, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I could, I could take pictures of it for the Kickstarter so wow. people could see what they're going to get. It's got small details like the little rope right here. It's got a better quality paper. And then the art is on the book as well. Wow. And it extends around the back. That is so pretty. So yeah. those of you who are just listening, you're going to have to go check out the video because this book is just beautiful. Yes. And it's nice and heavy because the paper is a heavier weight. And then, you know, that's the actual back of the book jacket. But the art extends all the way around the book. So yeah, it's a really nice collector's item, which is something you can offer on Kickstarter. There is a less expensive hardcover people can get. So that, and there's an ebook and there's a paperback. So everybody's covered. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I wanted to make sure everyone could read the story, but I know in urban fantasy, a lot of people are collectors. For sure. So unlike Amazon, I got them covered. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Okay, so tell me a little bit about this series. So if anyone's interested in, in checking out this Kickstarter, what, what is the yeah. series all about? Okay, so this is a story about a girl gamer, a tabletop gamer who discovers dragons and fights interdimensional demons and owns a taco truck in Austin, Texas. I love that so much. I was reading that on your website and I was giggling reading that part of it. <laughs> Right. I know. It was surprising to find out how many people really lit up at the thought of taco truck. Right. But also this is set in Austin, Texas, where I'm from. And anybody from Austin knows that we live and die by talk by uh, food trucks. They're everywhere. Really? Yeah. yeah. That is super so interesting. <laughs> yeah. You can get really high end gourmet food from a truck. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, up here in Minnesota, I think it's too cold for that. <laughs> We're like, no, you yeah, go to a restaurant. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's fun when somebody like an Uber driver told me recently, he said, you know, the Shell station on Riverside, the blue truck there, best tacos in town. And I love that sort of thing. That is so, so cool. Yeah. So also um, every uh, bar list in the book is real. And, I, and Austin's nice and weird. So I found a bar that's called The Garage. That's in a garage. And uh, since it's called the garage, you have to know you're going there to find it. You're not going to find it by accident. Okay. And yeah, it's like a little speakeasy and it's so bizarre. And all of them, I went and showed, and I can do it for every book. And those, they're all a little hole in the wall. Some of them ha are kind of famous, the music, the blues that are in them. So there's those touches in the book too that are really fun. That's awesome. What, what what inspired the series? Did you like have it brewing for a while or was there like some sort of just inspiration that hit? This was on a back burner for quite a while. And, you know, on the something I really wanted to do. And, um, you know, dragons are fun and Austin is fun. And, you know, yeah. trying to combine urban fantasy with dragons where magic isn't known. I just thought that would be a lot of fun and, um, and set it in Austin. Yeah. And also... I um, I tend to do uh, female characters who are very independent, who have to learn how to let people help, which is uh, something I've learned how to do. But That's yeah, so, cool. so and I like to include a lot of humor and this does include portals. So it's got a sci fi element to it. 
Okay. And I'm a tabletop gamer. So the heroes in this book are tabletop gamers, which I think is about time. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that. That is so cool. Right. I love when everything kind of melds itself together. Like you get the idea yeah, and yeah. it just kind of sits there and brews for a while. And then all of a sudden you're yes. like, okay, I got to do this thing. It's just, it's yeah. got to come out yeah. now. <laughs> okay. So in the Kickstarter for this, okay, first of all, I want to know, how do you pronounce the, the title? Is it Eamon? It's Eamon. Good for okay. you. And it's an Irish word. I'm Irish. And it's an Irish word for wealthy protector. And oh. there's, it's a trilogy. So there'll be three. The next one is Lacerre. Um, and that'll come out in the fall. And that means fire. So nice. that'll give you a little preview of what's to come. Ooh, Ooh I yeah. love that. <laughs> so what rewards are you offering to um, pledgers who come in and want to back your Kickstarter? Yeah. So, um, so this time I wanted to keep it a little simple since this is my first Kickstarter. I want to make sure I deliver really good quality and on time. Like Mixum, who did this book, is a U.S. Uh, company, and they answer their phone. So the always I'm also a plus. Doing, always <laughs> a plus. I'm also doing enamel pins of the characters in the book. If oh, you've cool. been, yeah, if you've been following me at all on Facebook, you've seen the characters. Those will all be enamel pins that you can get. And then um, there, of course, are stretch goals. Those I'm keeping a little bit hidden. But as we hit as we hit different goals, as people come in, uh, everybody will find out. And everybody who pledges will participate in the stretch goals. It won't be just some. Everyone will get to participate. That is really cool. I love that. I think the stretch goal offering um, system that has kind of come about has really sparked some creativity in authors. Yeah. 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 And that was started by people. That was not actually a Kickstarter thing. That was a people setting up thing and it's just spread. Oh, and also I should say, I figured out how to do shipping for Europe and uh, other countries. So okay. you get to participate too, if even if you're not in the US. So what's the lowest tier that they can come in at? And then the highest they tier? Can come in, so they can come in at a dollar if they just want to donate. And okay. um to get the ebook, um, it is at, I believe it's at $10. I'd have to look to be sure, but it yeah. comes with more than you normally get. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. <laughs> and they get, like you said, the, the different options are things like the ebook, the paperback, the hardcover, special edition, uh, yes. and obviously all the, the little merch Enamel stuff too. Like the, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the artwork will be included in, I'll just say the artwork is included in some of the stretch goals so that, oh, cool. um, yeah, so that you can get the artwork for yourself. But then there's a couple of fun things that I did that I think people will really love that I'm just going to save as a surprise. Are you creating and, your own tabletop game for it? No. no. <laughs> Not this time. Yes. Yeah, that Next time. Be, yeah. And, <laughs> um, and speaking of which, there will be, uh, I already have... Um, different rewards in mind to add on in book two. So as I get more comfortable cool. with doing Kickstarter, yeah, there'll be even more fun that are related to the book. So that is super cool. So is book yeah. two's Kickstarter coming out this fall? Is that what I heard? Yes. That's, okay. That's right. Cool. And then the third one will come out in uh, the beginning of next year. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the Kickstarter is currently live. How long does it go? Three weeks. Okay. And and um, if everybody can, uh, if you're interested, come and join in as soon as you can, because that helps us hit the stretch goal, which means everybody wins. Yeah, for sure. And if they, if, if you reach your goal right away, then it means you could add on more stretch goals if you really wanted to, oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Right. If for some, so stretch goals, you know, are broken up into to like, if we hit 5,000, if we hit 7,500, if we hit 10, 
But yeah, if magic happens and I hit them all at once, I'll be sitting here thinking, what can I offer? Sure. Sure. But, you know, such a bad problem to have, right? Oh, it's terrible. (laughs) Right. That's right. And maybe some of the things I had in mind for book two will pop up in book one just because we hit it already. Sure. How much fun is that? That is super cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when everything is said and done, when the Kickstarter obviously succeeds and is fully pledged out, what is the process or what are you doing with the series then after that? Like, does it go wide? Are you going to stay in KU? What it, what oh, is your plan for that? That's a great question. So from here, it's got, so the book I just showed you, that cover and this hardcover is only going to be first on Kickstarter and the prices on Kickstarter are the best you're going to get. And then it's going to be on my website and it'll be on my website for, it'll stay on my website. And then eventually in the fall, as book two is coming out, book one will be on Amazon and in KU for a while with different covers. And it'll be just the paperback and the ebook. Okay. So, gotcha. So if you're yeah, so if you're a collector and you really want the special book and you want the best price, go from here over to Kickstarter after you've watched this. And for sure. Um, and, and join in and be part of it. What has that process been like for you with the the special edition hardcovers? Like, did you have to source out the printer, mm-hmm. talk to them specifically, go through the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. And, yeah. And that's also why I picked somebody uh, who would answer their phone because uh, I had a lot of questions and figuring out how to do that artwork so it wrapped correctly. And yeah, it was, it's been a large learning curve. Plus everybody had warned me that shipping is the biggest pothole potentially if you get it wrong so being able to get everything early and weigh it and figure it out was really key and I got the opportunity to because I gave myself so much time I also have some really nice friends who like Patty Finn who does really well on Kickstarter um, who I could go and talk to and gather ideas and what went right and how should it look And that Russell Nolte was another big inspiration for how the page should look, gave me the time to gather art. There's a lot of moving parts to a Kickstarter. It may look pretty simple by the time, hopefully it does, because that's your goal. Right. By the time, yeah. By the time a fan or an unknown person who's never heard of me uh, finds me, it's, there's been a lot of small details that have gone into it to make sure it's as smooth as possible, as accurate as possible. So, and also so that when I say you'll get this book within six weeks, I know it'll be six weeks. Right. That's really cool. And I, I think it's, it's neat that you have everything set up in the background so that you know everything is going out. I, like you said, there are a lot of authors or even just creatives in general who set up the Kickstarter, yes. not really understanding all that's going to go into it. And so, some do, and that's kind of what scares them off. So do you, do you feel, have any advice for those authors, the ones that are like, I'd love to do a Kickstarter, but it seems really scary? I would say the advice I got, which was really, really useful, is the first one, keep it very simple. Keep your goals low and see it as a learning experience. And also, if you're the, if you're the author too, unlike any other place that you sell uh, your things through, here you get to, you'll have the email so you can keep in contact. So that's also very valuable. And just keep it really simple. Don't go overboard with a million rewards or complicated stretch goals and get all the bugs out first. Plus, I mean, this is me personally. Not every 
very few seem to be doing this, but I'm so glad I did. Give yourself a lot of time so you can learn what you're doing before it's live. And personally, write the book before you set up the page so that you can get reviews, so that you can find out how much does the book weigh. By the way, you can't do shipping if you don't know how much the book weighs. Right? <laughs> Based on the weight. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, you want to make sure that you earn something for your time, that you didn't accidentally price it so low that you, you're not making anything. If that's what happens, that's what happens. But just try and give yourself time. Also, ask uh, any of your friends, uh, author friends who um, have done a Kickstarter, ask for advice and be willing to just listen and take notes and thank them and, you know, offer back. Ask people for shout outs. I've asked people for shout outs that I thought, I don't know if they're going to do it. And they were happy to do it. So don't, don't not ask because you might get a no. If you get a no, so what? You're no further back than you were. Yeah. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. So in other words, Kickstarter is crowdsourcing. So really embrace that and understand it's not just the people who show up to um, pledge. It's also all the friends you've made at conferences, et cetera, and make it a true crowdsource and take the project that you've been wanting to do like I did that really means a lot to you and make that your first Kickstarter and just really rejoice in it. And no matter what it does, keep the goal low. You have to hit the goal in order for it to click over. So keep it low so that it's a success. Plus, let's say um, magic hits. And it, it's uh, successful within an hour. Well, then you can build from there. That There's no loss to making it low. Yeah, because Kickstarter, it's a little bit different from other crowdsourcing places where you do have to actually fully fund before you actually yes. get money. So if you don't fully gotcha. fund, it just goes away. Like no harm, no foul. No one gets right. charged, right? Right. But it also lists uh, with your name that one didn't work. So right. rather than have that mark there, how about we keep it low? And yeah. uh, mine, uh, yeah, and just go from there. It'll be great. You'll have a good time. And then you'll build on the next one. And also see, take a long-term approach to it, not a overnight at all. And uh, let it build. Patty Finn, again, is a good example. Also in Kickstarter, by the way, however something earned is very transparent. So it's not like all the authors can say, can hide behind it. So Patty's first Kickstarter, I think about a year and a half ago, was he, uh, it was 2000. So great kick first Kickstarter. His most recent one was 200,000. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. So, and he, yeah, he's just been slowly building, doing everything right, being patient. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. Try not to rush in, try not to take shortcuts, do work with your own budget, whatever it turns out to be and take a long view. Sure. And it sounds to me like a big part of your process too, is also having fun doing it. Like not just rushing mm -hmm. in hoping it's like a big money thing, but like to yeah. enjoy the process. Does absolutely. that seem like it is? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you can uh, interact directly with fans, it ought to be fun. And Kickstarters, I mean, you know, you get to interact more. So they're trying to support you as well as having, uh, receiving something fun to do too. Yeah. So Every time I thought, oh, I should be doing that too. When I heard about something, I would think, well, do you want to? I mean, let's have a little faith in just your, yeah, keep it fun and not overwhelming. And because there's a sharp learning curve, there are, there have been days where I was totally overwhelmed 
And I think you're done for the day because we've (laughs) exited fun and we're now in hyper mode. So we're just going to go do something else. And it's still all worked out. It was one, it's wonderful. That's so smart too. That's such a smart move when things are starting to feel overwhelming to just be like, okay, that's, that's my call for the day. Yeah. (laughs) What's been the most fun part of it so far? Like that, was there anything that was surprising to you that was fun? Uh, I think the most fun was uh, strange because it was the reviews because I, you know, I was originally published traditionally back in the day, back in the way back day. And I had, nobody does that really in indie land. So it was fun <laughs> to inter- interact again with uh, reviewers and get those first early reviews where you're holding your breath and it's exciting. It's exciting. And also you have more contact with that reviewer than an anonymous Amazon review. And they are really taking their time, which a lot of Amazon reviewers do as well, but it can be a mixed bag or these days you can just leave stars, no review. Yep. So seeing those first, that first review, which the very first one was from a blogger, Anthony Avila. So I'll give him a shout out. He really understood the book completely and, and the fun in it. And so that, yeah, that was fun to get a little feedback there. Also, another really fun part was holding the book. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and kind of, I suppose it's almost like that secret thing where it's like, no one else has this thing yet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Also, an- another fun thing I did was on the back of the book, you know, I didn't have the reviews yet when I um, did the book. So in s- what, what was I going to put on the back? So um, I did, a, I won't read all the names, but I did a, Thank you to the circle of women who heard about my new venture on my own and said, about time, let's do this thing. Everything is easier when surrounded by friends who only see solutions and believe endlessly in the possibilities in each other. I love that. And then I listed all the women in my life who've been encouraging and supportive of this idea. And I loved that that occurred to me and that I did it. And also how much they were moved by being mentioned. So yeah, super glad I did that. That sounds like inspired action to me. Like you just kind of got yeah. that inspired guidance and off yeah. you went with it. That's so cool. Right. I love when that happens. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it, it also, each little tiny inspiration like that moment, like asking the artist uh, to do the art on the back of the book, all those tiny little moments add up to, like you said, it makes it so personal, so much more personal than a normal book release. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so much more of an event in my life than say, I mean, a book release is still great, still fantastic, but this has got a lot more layers to it. Yeah. And it, make, it, it makes it more, or at least it seems to me it does. It makes it more of this true event where people can really celebrate together, yes. especially since yes. we have kind of this digital world that we live in now since COVID. It's, it's even harder to get together for like those big launch parties that people used to do. So it's like a digital launch party and you get to do all sorts of fun, cool things together with it. It's so neat the way it's evolved. And a lot of authors are actually, as one of their stretch goals, are offering a um, post party, you know, a post online party, right? Where everybody can come and celebrate how it did. So just, that's just a hint. If you all come over that there (laughs) might be an online party. I love it. (laughs) Is there pizza involved with this one too? Uh, well, you know, there has to be. And uh, in, you're talking about the Pizza Friday. You know, I started that during quarantine thinking I would do it for a few weeks because quarantine was only supposed to last for a few weeks. Yep. And I 
delivered five pizzas every time to people who won in the U.S. because I couldn't figure <laughs> out how to deliver a pizza in Europe. And here we are three years later and we're still doing it. That is so cool. I love that so much. And it's, it's been so hard. I've wanted to be there every single time. And I'm like, I've had like stuff come up. I was going to say it's the S word the stuff come up where I'm like, dang it. I can't make it over to that call yet. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're always welcome. First Friday of every month at 1 PM central on zoom. Everybody's welcome. And some people win pizza. I love that. That is so fun. What a neat idea. The, the way that you treat your uh, fans to things like that and just how much fun you have is just so inspiring, Martha. It's great. <laughs> and uh, they are a family now too. They they check in on each other. So it's also made the Facebook group much more special because they have seen each other. Plus, uh, T.R. Cameron, who writes in my universe, they thought forever that was me. And, and he was at every Pizza Friday. So we now <laughs> refer to him as the, um, as the AI T.R. Cameron. It's hilarious. <laughs> He's laughing as well. But it was surprising that they didn't understand No, that's a person who you've met many times in here, (laughs) right there. Like wave, say hi. (laughs) He did. That's exactly what he did. He laughed and waved. So yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to get together with your fans any way you can. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of authors kind of forget that because we are so isolated sometimes when it comes to like the creation of our our stuff, trying to market the stuff. We forget that we're all just people enjoying these worlds together and it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be shared. And, and like, you can right. do all sorts of fun things like that. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, if you're just getting started or you've been doing this a while and you're a little burnt out, Kickstarter is going to be the best way I can think of right now to really get involved with your fans and have some fun with them and not just by yourself in front of the computer. Yeah. 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 I love that. That is, it's, I've loved the way that this has expanded, even just in the past year, it's expanded so much and seeing how authors are using it like you and Patty and uh, Russell, it's, it's so cool to see how it's evolved and just continue to grow and, and how authors are embracing it now. I think it's just neat. Yeah. Yeah. Another author to give a shout out to is Claire Taylor. uh, Yeah. So her genre, she's got a fiction one out there that she did. And her genre is more niche and Kickstarter is perfect for it Um, because unlike Amazon, where if you're in a tiny niche, you're not going to stand out very much on Kickstarter. It's going to be the opposite. And you're really going to be the one that lights up the place because you've got a new kind of off the mark, you know, kind of idea. So Claire Taylor, if you're looking for something really fun to read, that's a good one, too. Yeah. And she had a really successful one not long ago with the Enneagram for Authors, the Reclaiming Your Author Mm -hmm. Career. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that book. So great. Yeah. Oh, she, goodness. Yeah, it was super successful. Yeah, it was. And it, yeah. I can see why, because she did such a great job with it. She did. I signed up for that one. I did that one. Yeah. That is that too cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a fan of others. So I um, go on and look for fun stuff to read or fun stuff to have. So yeah, I'm on there as a author and as a fan of others. Yeah. That's really cool. And I think that's the, the way that it should be. I mean, as authors, yes. if we we're probably readers first and probably yes. creative, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, of course, you're going to find things that you really like, and then you get extra bonuses and get to support the authors yes. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like what, yeah, yeah. what's not to it's love here? It's so much fun. And it's also fun to find somebody who's brand new. This is their very first baby. No one knows who they are. And everybody, every single person who pledges really makes a difference. And that's a lot of fun. I have fun doing that too. Yeah, that's really cool. I love yeah. it. 
authors who have a tremendous backlist and mine is with Michael. So this, in a weird way, this is my first book, first book, because it's me just by myself. But once I have a backlist, I can go on Kickstarter, offer the new thing. And then as rewards, you can add on special editions of other things that, yeah, that they've never heard of, or they just didn't get to collect something. So yeah, you can go on to somebody else's Kickstarter and get 10 books because you, you have this one, you don't have that one. Ooh, she did a new cover for that one. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. So, so much cool. open space to do anything you can think of on Kickstarter. That is so cool. I just think it's it's become such a, a creative place and it's allowing us authors to tap into the creativity beyond just yes. writing yes. our stuff. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And it's giving us the chance. You're only limited by your imagination. So if you can think, I mean, I'm very excited about the rewards for book two, but I'm not going to say what they are yet. But, uh, <laughs> That's all right. We'll let you keep some secrets. <laughs> right. But I'm really excited about those because I haven't seen anybody else do them. And I think it's going to be super fun and it's simple, but I, I think it's going to be super fun. Every time I hear you talking about Kickstarter or, or Patty or Russell or Claire, even I had her on the podcast not long ago. Every time I listen to all of you talking about Kickstarter, it makes me want to do it again and, and try it with this new pen name that I'm, I'm doing. And I'm just like, yeah, inching closer towards pulling that trigger. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah. But I, I haven't made the decision yet, but it sounds so much fun. I just like, oh, it's fun. Yeah. And I had been waiting for an idea. Like, you know, we admit Patreon is uh, something where you can get a subscription and sponsor someone, but it's also open-ended. It never ends. And it's just never appealed to me. It appeals to others and it's really fun for them. But Kickstarter was exactly what I was looking for. Where, yeah, where it's three weeks and you can kind of build this pressure to this celebration and then go on to the next one. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. And it almost makes you, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I know I do where it's like, you're getting excited for the launch of your book and then it comes and goes and then it's gone. Where with a Kickstarter, you get to celebrate that thing for three weeks and really kind of amp it up. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it sounds like a lot of fun to do it that way. Right. Especially this is a trilogy. So I also know there's two others that will come right behind it. And by the way, if you're doing a, if you're the author doing a Kickstarter, think about how much you can build anticipation. So unlike Amazon, where as an author, you know, the most readers will always be in that first book, which means that first release on Kickstarter, you're going to have people come in all the time who haven't gotten book one, but they can as an add on. And so each Kickstarter will actually grow bigger. That's cool. You have the opposite effect. Well, yeah, that's nice to know that things (laughs) can get bigger instead of smaller. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is really mm-hmm. cool. I mean, it's kind of like the series effect, I guess, where, with read through, but in a better way. It's it's in a be- it's reversed. Yeah, it's, yeah. So when you put out a book on Amazon, which is a great place, no shade on Amazon, clearly because I I'm all over it. The when the book is out, it's out, and if I find out about you late, I can go back and buy book one any second of any day in the middle of the night if I want to. Right. On Kickstarter, once it's over, it's over. But if you know it's a series, the author's going to probably offer that book again so that you can get one and two or one, two and three. So you're never left out. And so, yeah, your Kickstarter will grow. Yeah. Well, and as a backer too, that's pretty cool too, because then you don't have to feel like you missed out. And, oh, here's book three. Exactly. Now I can't get the other ones. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, or you missed out on the special edition. Like you can still get them somewhere, but you want the you want them all to match. Yep. And I totally get that. Yeah. And so on Kickstarter, you still can. Yeah, so much fun. And then, so I'm offering uh, enamel pins this time to keep it simple. The next time it'll be enamel pins and something else. And then, so yes, you can still go back and get the whole shebang of somebody's offering. You didn't miss out. That is so cool. I love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Martha, where do people go to find this Kickstarter so that they can obviously jump on this? Or where do they go to find you and your books? So you can find me at MarthaCarr.com. And that's where the store will be as well. Um, When this is done, that the store will start up. And the link, I believe you're going to offer to them for Kickstarter. But you can also go over to Kickstarter and put in Martha Carr. And since this is my very first one... I will pop up with just this book. It'll be super (laughs) easy to find. Right? That is so great. Well, Martha, thank you so much for being here and talking about your Kickstarter experience. When we talked last time, I was so excited that you were doing this and I wanted to like get you back here so we could talk about it again because it's just so much fun to speak to you and to see you and to see what you're up to. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for all your support of authors too. This is really friendly and fun place to come and chat. Oh, well, thank you. Sure. (laughs) Well, I'm definitely going to be pledging to this Kickstarter. I hope everyone else does too. (laughs) And I'll be pledging to yours when you uh, finally do it. Well, thank you. I I guess I have to decide now. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's it's a yes. We're just all waiting. Okay. Okay. It's a yes then. Martha just pushed me over the edge. (laughs) It won't be until like early 2024 because I got to get some of these books written first. Yeah. Yeah. And you can start planning now and gathering information now. Yeah. So it's no pressure. You know, when people do that short-term thing, all they did was put pressure on themselves to get it and get it right. I've had hiccups along the way. I'll just throw in on every step, but because I had so much time, it wasn't, it just wasn't a pressure cooker. It's just, I could stop for the day, come back, solve it tomorrow. Smart. And that's so yeah. smart. I think we out there is, we, we kind of got into this like role of doing things very, very quickly, but sometimes when we have that space that yes. it just, it allows things to like work themselves out without it feeling like, like you said, so much pressure. Yes. And it also allows you to um, really write the book in a way that's enjoyable so that I can go back and an idea occurs to me. I can go back and add it in. There's still time. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. The readers appreciate that too. I would imagine. Right. right. The small <laughs> details. Yeah. Uh, yep. Too cool. Well, thank you again, Martha. I'm so glad that you're here and so glad that you shared everything with your audience and my audience about your Kickstarter. Thank you. Thank, and I'm sure I'll see you again. Absolutely. <laughs> well, guys, <laughs> Martha is a font of knowledge when it comes to Kickstarter already. I mean, this might be her first campaign, but she's obviously been learning from the best. And so it's really important to, like, if you're in the process of putting this sort of concept together, to be taking words from people who are doing it and their lessons and their insights and making it your own and doing a Kickstarter that really feels good to you and doing it in a way that is sustainable for you, in a way that feels like it is just exciting and challenging, but fun at the same time. I love that Martha really went into this knowing that She needed to keep it simple this first time around. Like she's still learning the ropes. She's understanding how Kickstarter works. She wants to know how to utilize it in a way that feels like it is doable for her before she goes any deeper and really starts creating tiers that are like, you know, completely crazy, right? And I think that's something that all of us can really take some lessons from. 
because I don't know about you, but when I think about doing things like this, it's like my mind goes off in a tangent and I want to create all the cool things and like get the gold foiling and the this and then that and the special edition whatevers. And sometimes when we do that, we overwhelm ourselves. And remember, the confused mind does nothing. And we don't want to get to the point where we're completely confused and overwhelmed. We want to have fun with this thing and know that we're going to have a good time, know that it's going to be easy to perform all of the tasks that are a part of the Kickstarter once it's been funded. And so I I don't know, I just think it's really interesting to hear the conversations of the authors who are doing the thing right now. And they're utilizing it and blazing the trail for those of us who want to give it a try in the future. Now, for me, I've done Kickstarters in the past, but never in the way that it's being utilized right now. Like people are really using it as a fun way to get their readership engaged and to really go bigger, right? And as an indie author who is looking at expanding into a new pen name and building an audience, there's just something really appealing to me about doing it through Kickstarter and allowing that program, that community to, I guess, help me reach further or help me reach higher or help me just have more fun, (laughs) right? So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out next year. I am definitely leaning that direction. Jenny's trying to talk me out of it. I don't know. She's kind of a poo-poo when it comes to Kickstarter. She's not a huge fan of the platform, but I don't think she's seen things quite the way that I have lately. So there's a little bit of that going on. So I'll have to, guess, give her some insights into how it's all working and how it's going to be a fun time. But we'll see how it goes. Even if she's not on board, you know what? If I feel like doing it, guess what's going to happen? We're going to do it anyway, right? All right, guys, if you'd like to download the transcript to today's podcast episode, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 181, and you can get it there. Obviously, I'll have links to Martha's Kickstarter. I will have links to her website. If you want to get any of those, head over to that same link, authorrevolution.org forward slash 181, and you can get them all right there. Well, I am going to continue preparing for my Idaho Writers Conference presentations that are coming up. There's three that I'm preparing, so that'll be an interesting endeavor. And uh, I hope this rest of the week goes really well for you. I hope you enjoy the process. Enjoy the Kickstarter from Martha Carr because there are some really cool tiers in there. And go forth and start your author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.